Fans in Jacksonville will cut you if you talk bad about Trevor Lawrence. He's a superhero in these parts. I'll tell you why in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, good people? What's going on? I'm Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. Quick reminder, make sure you go and subscribe and like and hit that bell on that YouTube page called Locked On Jaguars every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. Also, wherever you get your podcast, the audio podcast you listen to, make sure you tap in every day also to make sure you don't miss one single episode of the show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Shout out to my everydayers. What's going on with y'all and the new listeners? We appreciate you uh, taking the first step to becoming everyday or by joining us here on Locked On Jaguars. All right, so something ruffled my feathers a little bit. If you heard yesterday's show, I told you I was going to discuss it or at least get into it, and I'm going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Better known as T-Law, better known as a superhero here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm going to let you know why folks in Jacksonville get so upset when somebody says the wrong thing about QB1. Listen, I had to clear my throat just then because I said a mouthful. I saw a list on TV where people were naming and ranking quarterbacks, and it absolutely got on my nerves. And one of the reasons is because no matter what Trevor has done, no matter how he does it, I think there are people that are victims of expectations when he came out him going through the 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 growing pains that he went through as a rookie or sort of a rookie with urban meyer as the head coach that whole mess of a first season him not actually looking like he has the arm of josh allen or patrick mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, and maybe even Justin Herbert. That's kind of arguable, but I kind of warned people and I told folks, when you see Trevor, I said, you know, he's got a really, really good arm. I mean, he can throw it. He can do everything. But the guys that they were comparing him to had rocket launchers, right? Just these weird – and there have been a lot of guys with those types of arms like Jeff George and Jay Cutler – they had those that arm strength and they had that wild arm, but guess what? They weren't really able to be great quarterbacks because they were lit, missing some intangibles. Donovan McNabb had a, had a cannon, right? And you used to look at that and go, wow. So people used to describe Trevor as this generational quarterback, and you would think, I think it disappointed some people when they saw him and they go, he can throw it. He got a real good arm. 
but he's got that Tom Brady, Peyton Manning type. He don't have that other stuff, like that 115-mile-per-hour fastball, right? Look, if, if you were expecting that, and because that's not what you see, but now what you see is a very athletic quarterback with a really good arm that can throw balls from angles, who does throw 100, just doesn't throw 107, you know what I'm saying? Or who doesn't have like an an arm that you never saw before, like a lot of those other guys. I think a lot of people that felt that way, that took a real good hard look at him, especially early, was like, I don't see that special trait. Just because it never should have been said in the first place. And I know I respect people that said that stuff, but I, I never thought that he had a freaky arm. I thought his total package was a freaky package. And I really thought his intellect and his approach in his mind was his biggest asset along with uh, the fact that he was a squared away pocket passer who also could run like some of the most athletic quarterbacks you've ever seen. Right. And I know if you sit there and, and think you, you might close your eyes and say, are you describing Daniel Jones? No, I am not. I'm describing somebody who's way better than that. Right. And I'm simply pointing out this because I think a lot of times I, I saw an NFL network, his name is Brant. He, he, he had a list. Somebody else had a list and they had Trevor under like Jimmy Garoppolo and they had Trevor under Justin Herbert and they had him tied with guys that are always banged up. I had him tied with like two, I think. And I'm sitting there like Jaguar fans on social just started to really, really just like go off. Like, well, what do we have to do to get some respect put on Trevor's name? There's nothing you can do. You can't control what other people say, but it really, really did make me think. And a buddy of mine said, we, we got to understand, we got to take our fandom out that, that Trevor still has some issues. Okay, so if you look back at the Titans game, he didn't play his best game, but they still won. The first half against the Chargers looked like he really, really needed to go back to the lab, and then he showed up in the second half, and they won. So my buddy Sam said that, and and and, and I disagree with him. But I understand why Sam would say that because I, I he he's a good friend of mine. Um, I just think he wants everybody to slow down a little bit, and there's nothing wrong with slowing down. But when you're talking about your expectations and you're talking about your fandom and you're talking about happiness, slowing down is fine. But if you don't look back to where people came from, then you don't under you underestimate their enthusiasm for what they feel. And when I say people where they came from, I'm talking about Jaguar fans. I'm talking about since the inception of this franchise, having maybe a, a, a three-year period where Mark Brunell was considered a top 10 quarterback going to the Pro Bowl and stuff like that, being um, being MVP of the Pro Bowl and the team contending for a couple of you know years uh, to you know to go to the championship game or to go to the Super Bowl. Outside of that, this team hasn't had great quarterback play. So when they finally get someone who is legitimately a top ten quarterback, the last thing that the fan base here wants you to do is to tell them to pipe down and to relax and chill out they're not going to do it that's where it comes from it comes from they see greatness and they're calling it they're calling that shot actually before it happens nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that not one bit so what i want to talk about is 
the superhero status of Trevor Lawrence and why it exists. I don't think fans are wrong for feeling that way. I think he he has met expectations. Most people consider his uh, second year to be his rookie year under a real NFL head coach with real guidance. The fact that, and we'll get into this in segment two, the fact that the players love him and they 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 follow him through uh through fire i really do believe that that tells a coaching staff and an organization a lot about what type of leader he is we'll discuss how he overcame some intangibles like national people mainly people from the new york media thinking that he's gonna hate it there in fact it's total opposite he loves jacksonville which is another reason why I think he has become sort of a superhero to folks around here. And then in segment three, why I think folks still rank him seventh or eighth as opposed to having him higher. And I'm going to tell you exactly where I think he ranks. And I'm going to be honest about the fact that a lot of it has to do with projection. But that's what we're supposed to do. Because you listen to us for a reason here on Locked on Jaguars, and that's because we sort of tell you ahead of time exactly where things are going to be going or where things are trending because that's what we're supposed to do here on Locked on Jaguars. More on Trevor Lawrence, the guy that I consider the Jacksonville Jaguars or the city of Jacksonville's superhero, and I'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars, after I let you know about today's sponsor and today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the real deal, man. BetterHelp places you with a licensed therapist whenever things aren't going right and you seriously need someone to talk to or give you some direction on where you believe you have to go. It's easy to get caught up what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself man i am that hit dead home with me my personal struggles have really come for me trying to be a superhero to everybody else not realizing that you have to first take care of yourself but when we spend all our time giving it it can leave us feeling stretched and thin and burnt out well guess what if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. All right, man, running it down here on Locked On Jaguars. I am your host, Tony Wiggins, uh, here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And as always, we thank you for making uh, us your first listen. Shout out to the everydayers, our Locked On Jaguars everydayers. We definitely appreciate you. Matter of fact, if you haven't already, if you have, you don't have to do it again, but if you haven't already, tag yourself in the comments below as and every day just so i know your name man and i know exactly who you are and what you got going on all right so we talked about trevor give you a little brief overview how i got ticked off that he wasn't ranked a little bit higher 
on uh, a list, and I saw the list. It, it just hasn't been one or two. It's been several. Um, but the expectations and the intangibles that I want to discuss here in segment two. Expectations when Trevor's going to come in and set the world on fire. He did not do that his first year. In fact, his start was a very Peyton Manning-esque type start when I look back and think about how Peyton Manning's career started. I don't use Tom Brady as an example. It was Tom Brady's uh, career started out with him on the bench behind another quarterback who was one of those guys that's in the top 30 and Drew Bledsoe. But Trevor had a very unique um a unique the beginning beginning of his career because he came here with urban meyer he came here with a bunch of fanfare and then uh well he came at the same time urban meyer and then urban was gone not even a year kind of the year later and they started all over again doug peterson doug peterson has been a godsend i believe to trevor lawrence and it's the combination of both of them that has the enthusiasm of the fans so high in fact i recall my boy little duval said told doug peterson your money ain't no good in jacksonville wherever you try to go eat if anybody tries to charge him just send send me the bill or whatever because folks are just happy to have a coach and a quarterback that they believe can look eye to eye with someone else and say not today not on my watch so that's the superhero aspect that i'm talking about you really feel if you've heard me whether it be on podcast or the radio uh, for my days on uh, the flagship station, I always said this. What does it look like when a team comes out of that tunnel? And now the Jaguars have guys that when they come out of the tunnel, so he looks like secretary. This is what I saw. I just watched the Kentucky Derby. Whoever the favorite was, that's when you know, he comes walking out and bopping. That's what Trevor looks like. It's almost like a, a, a God persona aura. And, and that's not me getting caught up. That's just what I'm saying. I'm talking about within the framework of sports where you have that dude that even though he's not the guy, I take Trevor Lawrence in a heartbeat every single week and be okay with the fact that he had to go against Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. And it's a rare feeling to have that feeling, especially as a Jaguar fan, but it's it's a real rare feeling to have that feeling. It's almost like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, they had to. If what if they had to play New England? All right, you got Ben Roethlisberger. He, he ain't Tom Brady, but he's Ben Roethlisberger, and you're good with it. That's the way right now I feel about Trevor Lawrence. But I think we can be enthusiastic enough that we can start feeling a little bit better about that because I actually think he is ascending. Now, where do I have him ranked? I'll tell you in segment three where I have him ranked. I'm not going to tell you right now where I have him ranked, but you're going to be happy with it. Um, but the expectations from a lot of media that he wouldn't like it here, that he wouldn't like Jacksonville, they were just so wrong about that. In fact, he's really ingratiating himself. Trevor walks around the city. He'll speak to people. He goes to some of the same regular places to eat that, that you all go to. I know there's the one story about the late night visit to uh, the diner that he went to, but it's not it. Trevor's been seen everywhere with everyone else. So he's like the superstar that's not really a superstar. That's what makes him – even a more likable and um, action figure type person. Because all of those action figures, when they take their uniform off or when they take their costume off, they're regular people. What makes them special is they become special when they have to. And that's the same thing and the same feeling I'm get about, I get about Trevor Lawrence here. Fans here will cut you if you think that he's not ranked a little bit higher or, or, or higher on your list. 
anyone that is still listing guys like and, and i'm gonna say it, justin herbert justin herbert ain't better than trevor lawrence and and people can get mad at me all they want he's not and i'm not just talking about the ability to throw a beautiful deep ball I'm, I'm, if you watch them play, one guy has an impact on the game that another guy just seemingly doesn't have. And those are the intangibles that I'm, that I'm talking about. And, and sometimes those things can't be measured with statistics. You have to measure them with your eyes and more importantly, your heart. And, and, and I just think, I feel like Trevor's always lifting his team up. And I feel like the other kid isn't. That he's just out there getting them numbers. Justin Herbert reminds me of the dude in the NBA that can get 30 points a night, but they don't win a game. That's what he reminds me of. Trevor Lawrence reminds me of a dude that can get 18. And you remember each one of those points and they were all clutch. And, and, and that's why I think he's better. Okay. That's why I think he's better. Folks were still not ranking that high because. And anytime, let me say this point, anytime you think folks are not ranking them high, don't let nobody tell you you're just being an emotional fan. Emotion is a part of it, but sometimes it's logic too. It's not just because you disagree with everybody or just because, it, and you happen to be a fan of the person that, that you're on the side of disagreement for. That doesn't mean that you're doing it out of fandom. I have, I've never done anything. I've never done a podcast out of fandom. This is just about the relationship between Trevor, this city, this fan base versus how everyone else feels about him. The kid can do no wrong around here, but he does a whole lot of things right. We're going to discuss some of those things here in segment three. I'm going to tell you where I rank him, why I rank him that, and why some other people will still not rank him as high as I do. And I'll tell you why in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, third and final segment here of Locked on Jaguars. We thank you for making us your first listen. We're going to do another rookie draft spotlight in the next episode. So make sure, I told you we're going to take a look at all of these rookies. We're going to do some more rookie draft spotlights and find out a little bit more about the new members of the Jacksonville Jaguars football team. We'll do that. Maybe multiple players will do that on tomorrow's episode but right now we're talking about trevor lawrence the kid that can do no wrong for jacksonville the superhero uh the people's champ all of those things all of these adjectives that i'm throwing on trevor lawrence because he's actually earned it he earned it by the way he carried himself and these are the intangibles that i'm talking about not getting um not allowing maybe a subpar performance to carry over, not even from just game to game, but from half to half. He's always been a guy that, you know, since he's been here that has had like a very, very short memory in terms of uh, days or games that didn't go well or plays that didn't go well, and he's always been able to overcome it. He's coachable. He listens. One of the funniest moments last year was when he – did something on a play and he scored a touchdown. Doug said, yeah, we ain't going to be able to keep doing that all the time. And I'm paraphrasing, but it was just like Doug Peters was like, well, do you understand why you did it? All right. But basically we know, understand that we don't want to make a habit of that because it just doesn't happen. But very, very coachable. Teammates love him. Tough when he has to be. Um, 
He protects the ball. He protected the ball better towards the end of the year. He had a couple of fumbles early in the season. Um, and he had a couple of plays that he probably wishes he could have back. But towards the end of the year, at least with the exception of the first half of the game against the Chargers where he had four interceptions. And I was like, that kid is on his way to being having the worst game. And I'm glad that there wasn't a more established veteran to give Doug this idea where maybe I let him sit and watch it for a minute. No, Trevor had to stay out there and he had a drive at the end of the first half where he got a touchdown. And I turned and looked at somebody and said, it's not over. In fact, I argued on Twitter with someone when they said the game's over. I said, it's not. The Jaguars came out and scored on every possession in the second half. All of them. And the Chargers only had two field goals. And the Jaguars won the game. That in and of itself is something that, that's an ingredient that you put in this pot of gumbo that we call football for this franchise that once you add that, you can't take take it out. You ever cook with cumin or cumin or whatever they call it? You put it in there, and what if you put too much in there, once you put it, you taste it. You can't undo it. You can't. No matter how you try, you cannot undo it. That's what Trevor Lawrence, he's the cumin of this franchise right now because he's learned something from those bad games that turned into good games. He's learned and it's become a part of his DNA. That's why this year I expect him to ascend permanently for a long time to be a top five quarterback in this league. And when I say top five, I don't mean number five. I don't mean one, two, or three yet. I think there won't be too many questions that Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen are – one, two, and three, maybe in that order, but uh, maybe you want to flip the second two around. By the end of the year, Trevor Lawrence will be in that. It, it'll be a foursome. It won't be. It'll be. It won't be Patrick Mahomes and the, the other two. It'll be Patrick Mahomes and the other three. And I'm saying that because he's going to keep getting better. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to learn more about this system. He's coached by Mike McCoy. He's coached by Press Taylor. Of course, Doug Peterson is there. I just think they have insulated him the correct way. And this is what we talked about. Y'all heard me say these things just last year once Urban Meyer was gone. They need to insulate him. They need The only time I want to hear from Trevor Lawrence is if it's something fun or if he's talking ball. I do not want Trevor Lawrence to be a press secretary like he was the first year. He doesn't have to calm the natives who are restless down. If you put any of these other guys in the same situation that Trevor Lawrence was in when he was a rookie, how many of them break? Just think about if you, a guy who did break. Let's think about uh, think about Baker Mayfield or Sam Donald. They say, man, why are you bringing up bust? Because everyone says that maybe they busted out because they went to bad situations, right? Put them in the situation here, Trevor's rookie year, and you think they're bust now, what would they have been? You talk about confidence breaking. So nothing broke this kid. That's why to, to to the fans and that's why when people who cover the team understand the history of this franchise and what the expectations were when the Jaguars won the rights to that first overall pick, everything around here changed from uh, marketing to advertising, the people doing all these podcasts that were series about Trevor, about 
where he's from, uh, all of this stuff and all of that pressure. And then to have that first year just be so bad because of who was running the ship, it could have broken, but it didn't. You know what happened? He came back the next year and in training camp, the dude was slinging it all over the place. He withstood the pressure. He withstood uh, that galvanizing process with all of that heat. He He withstood it all. This is why folks out of the market don't get, they, they love to just take it and, and make it about the Jaguars, just Jaguar fans just trying to boost up a guy. If you weren't here, you don't understand where this franchise was, and I can't overstate that. You don't understand exactly the gauntlet and what this kid went through his first year here. We consider last year Trevor's real rookie year. What rookie you know has done did what he did last year? None. And add in the fact that some of the best games he's played is against all the guys that are listed above him or before him on these lists. Some of the best games he's played have been against Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen twice, and Justin Herbert. He's beat him twice too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's lost twice to Patrick Mahomes, and he lost once to Joe Burrow. But that's three games. He beat Herbert twice, and he also beat Josh Allen. So he's three and three against these top quarterbacks in six games. And he played really well. So that tells me that the kid also has the intangibles to play well in the toughest games, in the toughest stretch. I think he's a top five quarterback now. I think he's going to be clearly a top four quarterback by, I'd say, midway through the 10 games through the season. Everybody will feel the same way I feel. Folks are still going to rank him low because they're haters. And they eventually what's going to happen is he keeps playing well. Don't be surprised if everybody just starts giving credit to Doug Peterson and then say, well, look what he did to Nick Foles. I'm telling you, folks that don't want to give credit where credit is due because they don't want to sound wrong about something, all they're going to do is make an excuse as to why uh, a guy's having success once he starts being successful. Mark my word, that's going to happen. Another thing you can do is mark my word that I'll be here tomorrow with another show and I'll talk about more rookies and I'll give you the update uh, on what I think uh, these guys uh, have a possibility of being able to do for the Jaguars, whether it's if, if it's going to be something that's going to be quick or something that's going to take time when they uh, start to develop. And we'll take another look into that free agency to two to see what guys are out there that could possibly help the Jaguars um, as they continue this team building process before the 2023 training camp starts? You guys take care of each other and make sure you tap back in and make make us your first listen on tomorrow because it's your team every day here on Locked on Jaguars.